Eminentissimum ac reverendissimum Dominum, Dominum Georgium Marium, Sancte Romane Ecclesiae Cardinalem Bergoglio, qui sibi nomen imposuit Franciscum. The Fox News decision desk can now project that former Vice President Joe Biden will win Pennsylvania and Nevada, putting him over the 270 electoral votes he needs to become the 46th president of the United States. Donald Trump, the 45th president of the United States, who stated in this process, I will never give up fighting for you and our nation, will be denied a second term. That has not happened since 1992. <laughs> Welcome to the South Mims U podcast, juxtaposing the announcement of a new Pope, Pope Francis, and the calling of the 2020 election for Joe Biden might sound, well, a tad incongruous. But there is a new theory, some might call it a conspiracy theory, that's going around. It claims that the so-called deep state, which, it is alleged, swung the election for Biden, are the same conspirators that led to the great Western Schism, which began in 1378 in Europe, and which saw the Roman Catholic Church split between two legitimately elected popes, one based in Avignon in France, and the other in the Vatican in Rome, Italy. Okay, well that sounds a bit far-fetched, but our conspiracy theories faculty has unearthed a scholar, I think we can call him a scholar, who has discovered a link between 21st century America and medieval Europe. His name is Rusty Braddock, and he's on the line now. Rusty, uh, can you explain your theory for us uh, as succinctly as you can? Hi, thanks for having me on your show. Well, it's a pleasure. Yeah, my publishers will be sending you the bill in the morning. Um, we actually are recording now, Rusty, so if you could stick to your theory, please. Um. <clears throat> OK, oh, sorry, sure, sure. Actually, it's an amazingly simple idea. It's one that goes back way before the birth of the Illuminati and even the Freemasons to a little-known group that was started by an obscure Italian cardinal in Rome about 1360. And what was his name? Cardinal Donato Trompolini. Trompolini. You're joking. I am not joking. He was a truly corrupt cardinal. He was rumoured to have fathered 18 children by eight concubines of varied nationalities and was famously corpulent and corrupt. OK, um, I'll take your word for it. No, there are documents. I have found a secret cache of letters and screeds written by Trampolini and his allies as they plotted to bring down Western civilization by using what they called the two poles strategy. Two poles? I, I don't mean two Polish people or, or even two poles, you know, wooden sticks. I mean poles as in magnetic fields. Right, of course, positive and negative opposing each other. That's right. Well, I mean, how does it work? Or, or, I mean, how did it work in the 1300s? Most histories claim that the schism, the Western schism, or the great Occidental schism, as some call it, was a power play between monarchs in Germany, France and Italy. But it was really the first manifestation of the two poles strategy which is to engineer two leaders with seemingly legitimate claims to power and let them create chaos so that, behind the scenes, the real masterminds can take power and establish their corrupt control. Did it work? 
but Trampolini thought so, he was able to amass great riches, as did his backers in the merchant class across Europe. They were able to loot the coffers of the church and sell mercenary armies to both sides as they clashed and laid seeds to each other. It was a very lucrative scam. What's that got to do with Donald Trump and Joe Biden? It's the two popes scenario all over again. Two leaders, polar opposites, splitting a nation in two and sowing doubt about institutions, elections and democracy itself. That's great for the secret cabal of conspirators who are all descendants of the original medieval plotters to gain power and wealth. OK, uh, and... Um, and that's it. That's it? My 976-page book, Opposites Distract, How a Secret Cabal Has Been Using Split Loyalties to Dominate the World for a Thousand Years, explains the rest. It's available on Amazon or from my garage for 25 quid plus postage and packaging. It's, um... Sounds a little bit thin, if I'm honest, Rusty. Uh, that's why you need to read the book. Trampolini called his group the Oposto di Dio, the opposite of God. Sometimes he used the term Oposti per Dio, opposites for God. And that's where the group got their name, the Aposti. Right, like the Illuminati. Well, the Illuminati were inspired by the Aposti. And were they around at the time? I mean, the Illuminati. Were they contemporary to the Apostisti? No. The Illuminati were a made-up group from Ingolstadt in Bavaria, Germany. They were formed by Adam Weishaupt, a leading thinker at the time who believed that religion needed a bit more spice. He almost joined the Freemasons, but decided to start his own secret society with a lot more mystic links and rituals. He was really into rituals. Oh, right, Ingolstadt. That's where they make Audis, isn't it? Yes, Yes, which is why the modern Illuminati drive them almost exclusive. Oh, do they? OK. Um, well, the Illuminati, I mean, the apostasisti. It's aposti. Oh, sorry, aposti. Are, are they into rituals too? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Have you ever wondered why Donald Trump always looks so orange? I have, actually. Well, orange is their secret colour. But his face is orange. Aha, it may be in plain sight, but the reason behind his orangeness is a secret, until now, that is. Right. OK, if you say so. It's all in the newly discovered manuscripts. Dan Brown is right now thinking about writing a follow-up to his mega-best-selling books. The Da Vinci Code, right, OK. Robert Langdon, the character in the books, the professor who seeks the truth behind secret symbols... Played by Tom Hanks in the movies. Indeed, yes. Well, Dan tells me, through his publicist Gardner's cousin that he's excited about sending Langdon to uncover the modern apostasy led, of course, by Donald Trump. Isn't it a lucky coincidence that the founder of this secret group is called Trumpolini? I mean, is that something like um, trumpet or something like that? Trumpet is tromba in Italian. Oh, is it? OK. Look, your scepticism is leading you to miss the point. What is the point, Rusty? Our world is being run by a secret group of apostasy who have used Trump to split the United States and therefore the world into polar opposites, which then means nothing can get done to improve our lives. But Trump is no longer the legitimate president of the United States. He will always say that the election was stolen from him. And by saying that, he is claiming that he is still the legitimate president. And whether he ever runs again, he and his supporters will always say that he was robbed of the power he had in the White House. But he's just a private citizen. That's not the point. His status under the law isn't the point. His followers will say that the law itself is illegitimate. But Trump, like a pope, embodies the power and spirit of the office no matter where he is. 
So in the late 1300s, there was a pope in Avignon who claimed to be legitimate. And there was a pope in Rome who claimed to be legitimate too. They both had their supporters and electors. And the church, the most powerful transnational body of the time, was weakened. The opposites engendered opposition and certainly did not attract. That's the last line of my book, by the way. Do you like that? Well, yeah, yes, it's, it's catchy. But I, I still don't see it, really. Uh, so, to help me, we thought, in the spirit of rigorous academic inquiry, we decided to ask a leading scholar from the University of Casalbury in Italy to talk to us about your research. You didn't tell me about that. Well, it was an editorial decision we felt we needed to make, Rusty. God, it's not Serafina Santangeli Bentempos to see me, is it? Y- yes, and we interviewed her with the help of our cutting-edge robot... DV8, which was able to translate her answers as we interviewed her. She's a piece of work, that one. Well, uh, let's hear what she told us, shall we? Uh, You'll hear the translation from that advanced robot. I mean, DV8's been programmed to translate at the United Nations, you know. Um, You'll hear the translation right after her answers. Bitch. Serafina, thank you for agreeing to comment on Rusty Braddock's new theory about Cardinal Trompolini. Questo stronzo è un imbecille e rompi coglioni. Perché mi fai perdere tempo con queste cazzate? Mr. Braddock's theories, while interesting, are hardly mainstream. Uh, can you tell us if his theory has any basis in historical fact? Ogni parola detto da questo figlio di puttana è una vile menzogna e ha perfino inventato il nome per accoppiarsi con le fesserie trompiste. His theories are spurious and the name is created to benefit from the Trump bandwagon. So, Cardinal Trumpolini didn't exist? Ma certo che non ha mai esistito. Ma sei scemo? Lo devi essere, già che dai parola a quell'imbroglione. Trampolini è del tutto inventato da lui. No, with respect, Trampolini did not exist. But Rusty says he found a mysterious set of documents from the late 1300s which reveal the existence of this secret group. Sono documenti falsi, con cui se ne può pulire il culo. Sono scarabocchi di adolescenti, come documenti falsi dietro The Holy Blood and The Holy Grail. Unfortunately, they are forgeries, just like the documents behind The Holy Blood and The Holy Grail. Oh, right, yes, but that was a best-selling book, though based on forged documents by one of the authors. But wasn't that done as a strange kind of Dadaist joke? Might Rusty's conspiracy theory be the same kind of thing? Ma sei proprio fesso, vero? Mio Dio, che perdita di tempo! Di arrasti, di andarsene a fanculo! Che le sue teorie di cazzo non ni faranno mai ricco e che vada a marcire all'inferno! There isn't any basis to his ideas, and it's best we leave it at that. Well, thank you for your frankness and, um, restraint, Serafina. Va fanculo, testa di cazzo! It's been a pleasure. Hmm, right, well... Um, I suspect you were softening what she said there yeah, a little bit, um, DV8. Say proprio scemo, vero? Oh. Subsequent to that interview, I discovered that Serafina wasn't very complimentary about your work, Rusty. She's one of them. One of what? The apostate. Well, Serafina is. Definitely. <laughs> You're just saying that. No, no, I have proof. What is that proof? I'm not at liberty to say right now. 
Okay, well, let's accept your theory is correct. The conveniently named cardinal in 1360 starts this group, and by 1378 there are two rival popes. I still don't see how Trump being a sore loser and claiming he was robbed changes anything, really. Like I said, his followers keep on believing that he is the president. That delegitimizes Biden amongst, let's say, 30 or 40 million people. And you get political paralysis, conflict at all levels of government, federal and state, and the constant sense that nothing is stable, that everything is up for grabs. There are too many opposites. Actually, it's just occurred to me that there was a time when there were two presidents during the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln in the North and Jefferson Davis, who was the president of the Confederacy. Doesn't count. Davis did not claim to be president of the whole of the United States, only the Confederacy. Trump is claiming he is still the legitimate president of all the United States. OK, I stand corrected. So, in your theory, Trump is a pope and Biden is a pope. Opposing popes, just like Pope Francis and Pope Benedict. Oh, of course. Benedict retires, Francis becomes pope, and they are quite different in terms of their approach to the Catholic faith. There, you see? You get it. So the two-pope scenario in the Vatican mirrors Biden and Trump. It does. It was a trial for the big one. The apostate got Benedict to retire then. They, let's say, engineered it. To test out the Trumpolini strategy. Exactly. Well, it's clever. I'll give you that. More than clever. Dangerous. That's why you need to read my book. Well, I think I will, Rusty. £30 for three kilos of deep conspiracy. A bargain. Well, didn't you say it was going for £25? Not now Dan Brown's writing about the apostate. Oh, OK. Anyway, it's been fascinating talking to you, Rusty, and I hope your book does well. Well, actually, perhaps we could have a complimentary copy, seeing as we're promoting it in our podcast. That's what I don't like about you podcasters. Always looking for freebies. Sorry, I've got to go. I've got Ivanka on line three. Bye. Well, you can make your own conclusions about Rusty's claims. Our world-renowned work on the emergence and persistence of conspiracy theories, no matter how far-fetched, will continue. In the end, it's not our job to work out if this theory, or any other theory, has any basis in reality. Reality isn't the point when it comes to conspiracy theories. It's the reasons they appear, and why they are believed, for that matter, and, of course, their consequences in the real world which matter. Thank you for listening, and please check out our other Illuminati podcasts where you found this one. Do that again, you said Illuminati. Uh, I mean, I meant illuminating. Sorry. Are you, are you trying to put in some secret message? No. No, no, I'm not putting in a secret message. Just do, just do it again. No, no, turn off the mic, turn it off, turn it off now. Are, are you one of them? I think you're one of them. No, I'm not an apostate. <laughs>